0: Peace and blessings, everybody. You're listening to The Good Brother Experience, where it is I, the good brother, the original black man, I am Reek. I'm reek, And you're listening to 6.2. This is the current event portion. And it was a very slow news week um if it wasn't then blame my man chris because chris is the person that oversees the content for the 6.2 7.2 so on and so forth so what i would do is i will begin this with saying i am so glad that ballers in power is coming to an end i am so emotionally invested into these shows because those are the two shows that i watch as they're going on usually when i watch shows i wait for them to be done i wait for the season finale And then i'll binge watch the season just because i know there's certain intricacies that can be lost in the episode if you don't remember what happened last episode let alone last season because i know a lot of the times that when you're writing a script you'll implement something that happened two seasons ago into today's episode and if you don't have the wherewithal to remember what they're talking about in particular you'll be lost so usually i'll just binge watch just to make sure that the content that they're providing me is fresh in my mind but with ballers and power in particular those are two shows that i've been locked in with since the beginning and with power i just really can't understand how people Go on Twitter, go on Instagram, go on Facebook, go on whatever platform they're on, and really preach that this show is any good. Now, I've never written a show in my life. I've never acted in my life, so I'm not going to sit here and sully the writing of a show, especially when I've never written a show before. I'm not a screenwriter in any regard. But what I will say is there was a certain level of refreshing writing that you was experiencing when you was when you was watching the beginning seasons and this show just comes off as yo i'm not gonna front my nigga i didn't think we was gonna last this long like that's what it look. that's how it looks like they're writing it because all right so check this out i know this is all fiction right i know these are paid actors i know that tommy is just probably some regular white man from nebraska i'm fully aware of this but you just just walk with me here right your child is on is under investigation for being an accessory to a murder for a fucking attorney, right? A fairly known attorney. The place where the attorney was killed was in your apartment or your penthouse, whatever have you. You personally are being reviewed and monitored by the FBI. Because there's someone in the FBI that's legitimately trying to get you out of the paint. That uh, that cop dude that's against Ghost. Tasha was literally begging Ghost for money. Tasha was going to Tommy for money. Tasha was getting extorted for money by some miscellaneous black nigger that preys on women in front of daycares. And as that collective is happening, them three banded together. And made 3 million dollars in fucking 3 days. They made 2 million dollars. Got debted off a million. Made another million. And recouped the bread by going to a banquet. And had to bank on watches, bracelets, and wallet money. Are you kidding me? From my understanding, Tasha, all she did was launder money. That's why she was showing Keisha how to order 100 blow dryers yeah that's fucking not alarming at all because there's not specific portions of the bank that look towards laundering yeah let me just go to this bullshit ass hair salon in queens and that is ordering 100 blow dryers like it's fucking pc richards yeah that's not alarming at all while all that is happening right even if all that is true tariq went from being this very sheltered kid to being a criminal mastermind ready ready to out his father and his uncle that he loves quote-unquote for a million dollars all right cool even 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 with that right or even with the fact that tasha as i was saying earlier all she does all she's ever has done is have sex with ghosts get pregnant with children and launder money and she has the criminal expertise to move forty-seven thousand dollars worth of fucking weight by some bullshit stripper in a strip club that can barely make the payments to to pay for her own child's uh babysitting costs and the daycare so the strip club is so run and you know, the, the the stripper I'm sorry that I'm all over the place, but Shorty with the green wig was like yo she went from one episode like yo I ain't got it come on yo you know I gotta shake some ass you know how it would go like yo i'll I'll double it tomorrow just hold me down, Tasha please. And this is the criminal empire to move this weight that's not even that good to galvanize $47,000. Nobody sees that as alarming. Nobody sees it as alarming that Ghost didn't even have the money. But found a way to get the money back into Tate's fundraiser campaign literally within a day like yeah man the accountant just called me how'd you how'd you do it and ghost is like yeah man i told you i'd get it done he don't even know how it fucking got done how are how is everybody just getting a million dollars like it's nothing do you does anybody understand how much a million dollars is how was tasha pressed for money but has the criminal cognizance to make three million dollars in three days somebody walk me through this yo like this is not making no sense even with tate shooting somebody in the chest it's in new york that cop you know that that gun isn't registered you cannot have a registered gun in, in fucking truth or whatever the fuck they was having this shit at how is it that this man is like yeah man you single-handedly saved everyone so there's no cameras in truth there's there's no surveillance or did uh i'm guessing james st patrick cut the surveillance off but even if you did right there are three robbers One of them still behind because of the horny. The horny got the best of that nigga, got him shot in his chest, right? How is it that even if you are a councilman, even if you're running for governor, even with all that type of shit, how is it that someone can get shot in the chest with an unregistered gun and it's all right? What is going on in this show? What is happening? That shit is pissing me off. With ballers, this nigga The Rock was a broke financial consultant and now he owns the Chiefs. In three seasons, somebody walk me through this, yo. This shit is fucking... Ricky Jarrett went from a fucking... Somebody that was injecting steroids into his ass to having the baddest wife in the show. And motherfucking... Now now he's a radio host? He's not even well-spoken. He's never been well-spoken in the show. Now he has a show in regards to being articulate on a fucking subject? The big dude from Eight Mile is a GM for a team. When he was working at a car wash, I'm sorry, he was working at a car dealership. He is now a general manager for an NFL team that drove himself to the hospital after having two heart attacks. I am tired of both of these shows. I am growing weary of both of these shows. I am so happy that The Rock was like, "Yo, the amount of money HBO is paying me really isn't enough." For me to be with my white wife and my white children. I am off of this show. I love everyone, I respect anyone. You have a balding white man having sex with one of the most attractive Asian women I've seen in probably five years, and he's fucking it up. Meanwhile, I don't even understand how bolding white men that have flaccid torsos are even pulling women like this and then fucking it up like yeah, I mean I. Just, I just don't want commitment, you know. It's commitment man. You I I mean this is what it is. Maybe we should just focus on The Work The Work My boy, you're fifty two with no hair and you're looking wavy. You pulled some some Asian some Asian sensation and you fucked it up or for just being fucked, yo, so I'm just yo, these shows man. Yeah, I'm I'm just at this point in time I'm just fucking tired, yo. You know what I mean But um in any case I have some actual current events here. First of which is the NBA training can't be in a few weeks, right? Uh, as, as we all know, October is the NBA preseason that then bleeds into the season. And the one thing that really needs to be universally understood is that Carmelo Anthony is not on a team, but Jared Dudley is. Carmelo Anthony is not on a team, but Otto Porter is on a team. Carmelo Anthony is not on a team, but Revis Vasquez is on a team. Carmelo Anthony is not. I can I can really just say Carmelo Anthony is not on a team and say someone who is on a team. And I don't understand what the fuck is going on. How is Carmelo Anthony not on a team? But you have people like Dwayne Dedman that was that's on teams. You have people, you, you know, there is a there's a guard by the name of Keith Bogans. Maybe you guys heard of him. Maybe you guys haven't. But he was single-handedly the worst shooting god I've ever laid eyes on. Because I don't respect wing players that have no game. If you are a paid professional, you should have some type of game to present to the people. Because the only reason why you made these millions of dollars is because you're deemed as profitable. Yes, that sounds like some slavery shit, but just hear me out. When you're paying when you're getting paid to play a sport, you're looked at as a revenue attraction. Now what brings revenue is entertainment people love basketball there's fanaticism that comes with sports so when they see you they see you as someone that's good enough at their craft to be a millionaire by it so for you to go on the court and to literally do nothing but be bald and fucking wavy really gets under my skin and keith bogans went on to have a fucking profitable career now i'm not saying that carmelo anthony did not have a profitable career career, but carmelo anthony's wife or ex-wife can't act right she's on power too but she looks like she was carved from some greek marble because that is looking like one of the most attractive women i've ever seen in my life i don't know if it's surgery maybe it is surgery maybe i'm putting a blind eye towards the fact that it's surgery but ask yourself this if you had that money and you had those resources and you had that surgeon would you look that good and the answer that we both know is no so let's stop with that fucking surgery shit because if you was a millionaire and you was able to have that shit at your disposal at your disposal you wouldn't look like that you wouldn't look like La. fucking this how you know this shit is in the crib man you niggas hear my house phone and shit like that the fact that my aunt even still keeps a house phone just shows that she's 177 years old yo now i mean but yeah i'm just not feeling that shit yo usually you would say free mellow but mellow is technically free he's a millionaire he's a fucking three-time gold medalist he's the most I, be, I believe in olympic history has the most points scored uh he's always kept his smooth i always liked his uh fashion sense besides the picture of him looking like a tuskegee airman he's always been someone that's under the radar why isn't he on a team like i don't understand how was chris paul on the team but not mellow like like for real like yo chris paul like chris paul is what man chris paul is what short like, how the fuck is Chris Paul on the team, but Carmel Anthony isn't? There's, nothing's making sense to me. But there's more current events, and there's more things that I need to get to. Um, what do we have here? Um, Lil Kim is going to be honored at the BET Hip Hop Awards. And I know I said this before, but in the pantheon of female rappers, who has been more influential than Lil Kim? Now, I'm not a woman and i can't speak from the aspect of a woman of who they look up to but as a woman did you really look up to queen latifah did you really look up to mc light did you really look up to foxy brown did you really look up to eve did you really look up to rod digger did you really look up to um ralph and stuff my afro puff what's her name um s- sister um ah, oh, man she was in the Steve Harvey show, but you know what I'm talking about. She had the big ass Afro puffs and all that. The big joint that was in, next Friday. Did you really look up to her? I know that answer. The answer is no. You looked up to that Brooklyn girl that's four eleven, that has gone through many transformations, anamorph style, and has done nothing but stay out the way, uh, have a BET series based on her not snitching, and like fully understand. When Lil' Kim had that trial, right? You know why she went to jail? She didn't go to jail because of her involvement. She went to jail because she said she didn't know those niggas. Now, all she had to say was, yes, I know them, but no, I don't know what happened. But Lil' Kim went to prison because she said she don't know them niggas. She's in 100,000 videos and pictures with the very niggas that got her locked up. She was like, nah, I don't know them. I've never seen them in my life. That's Lil' Kim. Beyond all that shit, amongst this Tekashi 69 madness, Lil' Kim deserves fucking praise, yo. Lil' Kim finessed a white man out of trillions. I'm talking about Scott Storch. That nigga went fucking broke. Sponsoring Lil' Kim's lifestyle. Wanna know why? Because she's fucking Lil' Kim, yo. Lil' Kim, her favorite song is a song that was made by Kanye West called I Came Back For You. And when you listen to that album, that particular style of female uh, hip-hop is not really my cup of tea Um, I only can go with what I sonically can mesh with and I can't mesh with a woman verbalizing her pleasures of performing fellatio and receiving back shots. now in conversation that's incredible but as far as saying that type shit over a beat now, I'm not gonna say that Lil' Kim's music didn't have substance but the thing that made Lil' Kim Lil' Kim was our raunchiness our sexual appeal and I know there's women like, um I need a, like Adina Howard and all that type of shit. I always had to say the the song before. I need a freaking moan, freaking aim, all that type of shit. You know what I mean? So I do know that women like Adina Howard definitely existed prior to Low Kim. But what I will say is, being sexually expressive had to have been spearheaded by someone. Now, I know that TLC was wearing boy clothes, but just they was always showcasing their stomachs for some reason. So, if you're of the horny uh, side of things, then you'll see the stomachs of 17 year old women and you'll be attracted by that. But with Lil' Kim, it was a little different because not only was she showcasing sexual liberation, but she was coming through with the Fendi, with the Hermes, the Versace. And I mean, I don't remember anybody just flaunting on bitches like that. Now, I'm 29. So I can't say that I know everything about everything, but MC Light, I mean, she had a big hoop earrings so and she had the chains or whatever, but she wasn't flossing with fucking Moshimo. or the fuck you pronounce that shit. She wasn't coming through with the with the Donatella Versace. She wasn't coming through with the motherfucking Armani. She wasn't coming through with the with the Celine. She wasn't coming through with none of that shit. I mean, big Chanel vibes. Nicki Minaj, which is probably the most profitable female rapper of all time had the picture of her squatting down with the lollipop that's lil kim like really think about it tell me someone that's more influential to to women in hip-hop than lil kim trina i love trina missy i love missy who wanted to be trina and missy and trina had the ill shit of all i'm the baddest bitch and nobody said no i talked about how ill trina was a few episodes ago but none of them was kim now maybe it's because she was performing fellatio to big and then she parlayed that to having a career but yo her career is dope son like after fucking biggie died she got more lip how many licks does it take till you get to the center of the- oh oh had my son cisco looking wicked in the video you understand this nigga was fucking tell me how many licks does it take till you get to the center of- oh oh you know what i'm saying have my son Cisco looking big nuts and that's the nigga that fucking sang the thong song and had my son looking nuts i mean pause that that shit sounded crazy just now that i replayed that back in my head so yeah yeah, i'm just wild excited and i'm very excited to see especially right now women hip-hop is on the rise in ways that I've never seen and there's there's so many facets of women hip-hop like you have Saweetie but then you have no name but then you have Rhapsody and then you have City Girls and then you have Meg The Stallion and then you have Cardi B there's just so many people that I know I didn't name my apologies just not clicking to me right now but there's probably as far as if I was to say the name you'd be like oh I know her probably 20 women right now that's under 35 when has that ever been the case When well, if i can if i really just sat down and wrote a list of women that are rapping right now i can say these names you you probably haven't heard a song but you've heard of who they are which is lease and bounds how it was five years ago you know what i mean there was definitely not 30 women doing that thing um doja cat uh did that shit when she was talking to jermaine dupree in our instagram post she rang off like wild names i knew the majority of them and look at Doja Cat. She's some girl that fake has a cross-eye that looks Dominican with a fatty. And I even saw her at the Genius uh, Barbecue. And she's even dope. You know what I mean? So much shit is going down. And I just hope that the people that they choose to do Lil' Kim songs keep it fucking G, yo. And I hope that they have someone... Who uh, looks like Scott Storch, looks like a chubby white man with fucking Ray-Bans on, sprinkling money on Lil' Kim all throughout the day because she got that nigga for everything. And for nothing else, Lil' Kim is three things. One, I had never heard of be engaged in no fuckery. And if she has been, I didn't hear about it. I'm not saying she didn't do it, I'm saying I didn't hear about it. Outside the fact that she be uh, morphing like an anamorph, she fucking finesse a white nigger for millions, and she went to jail for not snitching. If Lokim isn't the illest because of that, what else could you be ill for? Tell me. I don't know. but well, who the fuck am I? I'm just a guy that talks himself into a microphone. Uh, what else do we have here as far as shit is concerned? Takashi69 denies witness protection. I don't know how true that is, but. I believe that in this day and age, it's very, very, well, if you watch Power, you would think that it's so easy, but murdering people is not as easy as it used to be, unless you're a police officer. And the only reason why you would get witness protection is because you think that people are going to run down on you and kill you. But when you're a short Mexican man with 69s all over your body, and everybody... Is watching you wearing these suits that don't fit snitching all over the place. More than likely. You're saying to yourself. "Hmm, Who's really going to kill me? Yeah maybe I'll get beat up. Maybe I'll get crucified. But in the information era. Me snitching really won't be a big deal. Now. When you couple that with the fact that everybody. Who tried to rob him. Is also in prison. It's like. Not only did you compromise people. That try to compromise you. But you're just telling on everybody. Under the sun. So maybe in his head he's like. Yo the people that I'm actually snitching on. Are the people that's going to be locked up forever. So who do I need protection from? Everybody else. It's pretty alright isn't it? Like. Who do I have beef with? Besides. Oh wait. There's Chief Keefe in them. And and he was ruling with bodyguards. But now that he's probably not going to make any money. Wait. Now I'm thinking about it. Are we sure he's going to be broke when he gets out of jail? Do you think if you're 18 years old and what all these anti-bullying campaigns and since drug dealing is really coming to a close with that being the very vehicle that gets a lot of the youth their money? There's not a lot of like 16 year old drug dealers unless they're selling pills. You know what I mean, so if you're 16, 17, if you're Takashi 69's demographic, do you really care about snitching? I don't think so now what I will say is he'll probably have to do like those weirdo independent runs to where he does he does shit like El Paso Texas and in Utah and Missouri and fucking Nebraska and North and South Dakota and Wyoming like you know I mean shit like that like those odd states that nobody ever visits he can probably garner profit in those states but if he's denying witness protection that means he knows something that we don't that means he don't have cops on his side. That means that nigga has the fucking army and the navy on his side, because if it's one thing that we do know is that whenever blacks come to a collective, the government is not fucking with it. So if the government's like, "Hey, you can get a whole bunch of black people locked up that's in a gang, we will protect you for life," now I mean this isn't power. We actually can protect you. So he's like, "Nigga, if y'all niggas can protect me, I'm not moving the fucking Rio Valley to." be swagless nah i'ma get my baby mother that all these niggas that kidnapped me sniped anyway and i'm gonna take her back and we're gonna have more children and hopefully she's of age now and let's get the party started i mean but once again my hair is not dyed and who am i at the end of the day i'm this guy that talks to himself in a motherfucking microphone last but not leastly let's get to one more current event here let's see what the fuck is going on in the world um do 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 doo-doo-doo, do do doo-doo-doo, do 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 I just want to say one thing about the Kanye West album. I know I mildly touched on it before, but I didn't really get into what's really going on here on expeditiously t I had an episode with Killer Mike now I don't listen to every episode. If anyone's podcast or besides the chosen few, but anytime Killer Mike speaks at great length, I make sure that I listen. And T.I. verbalized what happened when he went to Sunday service in Atlanta and how they had this bishop or preacher or wh- however, whoever he is. My apologies. Reverend, perhaps. And as the sermon's going on, they're walking around with paint buckets not plates not bowls paint buckets paint buckets worth of nothing right there's empty ass paint buckets the same buckets that you would utilize to paint your entire crib not just the front porch and the guy's like yo if we have some supporters in here i was going through financial duress uh, and from one of the looks of things i see some given people in the crowd uh who Who's up for a $1,000 donation? Nigga is asking for $1,000 in these sermons. These are the things that... When, you know that song that everybody keeps playing? That Kanye keeps chopping up, but not really? uh, Whatever fucking song that is. They're not showing you how there's like actual finesse going on. They're not showing you the amount of money that that tour merch is. And I believe that if we can criticize Mace for going to being a preacher. Why is nobody saying anything to Kanye? His last album wasn't good. The album before that was just okay. So we're just judging this band by his music. He doesn't even get the pass in that regard. Now what I will say is that I did buy these Yeezy boots because you can't really find too many things in Brown. But the fact that he's even given the opportunity to just name a song Jesus is King really does... Doesn't really sit right with me Now I know it's not for me to say And I know that he's so powerful that He can just kick out whoever doesn't agree with his methodology And he can get a whole bunch of people To Say I'm so thankful Instead of so anxious or some genuine shit But Yeah you're you're a creative genius at all And being a genius is subjective But is niggas really trying to hear a fucking gospel album From Kanye West The the same person that said That I pushed Miracle Whips the same person that, if if, my, if I'm not mistaken, I believe the last great thing Stacey Dash did was be in the All Falls Down video. So we have the last moment of Stacey Dash being a prominent black woman. And we're going to trade all that. And the nigga that spearheaded the Broke 5 Broke movement. And the same person that has Beanie, Bernie Mac fucking speaking all over his album. And the same person that had watched The Throne. And the same person that, I'm going to give him his credit, reintroduced Jordans into the black spectrum. As far as them shits being the go-to sneaker to wear. And the person that told everybody about the black leather jogging pant. When he said that shit, that shit was mad funny. The same person that was like, what the fuck does Gaga know about camera? We're going to just sit here and just watch this nigga dive his hair. Get fucking, what the fuck is that shit called? get gastric bypass surgery or liposuction and still look the fucking same and all of a sudden we're just going to believe him just because he dyes his hair purple like come on my nigga at some point in time shit just has to stop my nigga when the fuck was this nigga gospel inclined when what song where'd it come from this nigga has fucking children and all of a sudden he can wear mismatched uh outfit styles and then just tell everybody this nonsense like, I, I do understand how programming works. I understand how fandom works. I want I understand how fandom works. But come on, y'all. Y'all not looking at the shit the way it needs to be looked at. The man even verbalized he has psychological issues. I don't give a fuck how good he is at making beats, right? He single-handedly ruined Tiana Taylor's album. That needs to be understood here. He single-handedly lessened... The legend that is Nas. Right? Now, the good thing that he did was he made Kid Cudi's album good. But Kid Cudi sounded like a guest on his own joint album. That shit is nuts to me. The best thing that he did was give Pusha T Daytona. and And he managed to tell him, yo, you only need seven songs. This nigga is out of his mind, son. And in 10 years, there's going to be an E! True Hollywood story on this nigga. I'm not wishing death on him, but something is going to happen to that nigga. And then he's going to sit there, and he's going to have a full beard, and he's going to have a bald head, and he's going to have some Yeezys on. He's like, yo, that point in time, yo, I don't know what the fuck I was going through, man. I was on drugs so crazy. Everything was going on. I was on so much coke. I was on this. I was on 10. I thought I was that nigga. And it took for me to go through X, Y, Z for me to be awake and he's gonna be 52 years old and i'm gonna be fucking how old am i i'm gonna be 39 years old i'm still gonna have this podcast and i'm gonna be like i told you niggas i'm going to go out the window and judge a man who made hundreds of millions of fucking dollars through his fucking art while making absolutely no money through my art and i still feel entitled to critique his art because that's what you fucking do in a podcast and with that being said i hope everybody enjoyed 6.2 i love each and every one of you guys for that sit here and listen to my fuckery peace and blessings pass the dressing and i will see you for the email portion which is 6.3 holla